Thanks for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more programming, visit brumradio.com. Hello and welcome to the Geeky Brummy podcast. Hope you enjoy the show. We'll dive straight in. Right, it's time for another round of one of our newest features. It's You Should. So we all pick something in the studio which we think you should be watching, reading, listening, playing, or just in general enjoying. Phil, can you start us off? You should be watching The Good Place on Netflix. Interesting. It is. I mean, it's. It's. I, I, I overlooked it for so long, mainly because it's the title is so, so bland. You know, you've got, like, The Good Wife. The Good Fight, The Good Place, there's a new one coming out called The Good Doctor. It seems to be the new thing, like, where they put girl in the title for no reason, you know, like, the girl on the train, gone girl. So, the The good equals the bad, then, usually. Um, Yeah, so, but but it it, it sort of, it sneaks in as... um, as something you think might be kind of like, I, basically, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll stick it on for an easy watch while I make dinner. And it turns into my new absolute favorite thing. And I binged the entire season over the course of a few nights. So it's a half hour comedy um, from one of the writers who used to uh, work on Parks and Rec. And basically, in a nutshell, it's what happens when a selfish, horrible person accidentally ends up going to heaven due to some cosmic error. My life. <laughs> so, so what happens if Guy Halford goes to heaven? Basically, yeah. So um, so Kristen, it's very sort of Brian Fuller, Dead Like Me in that way. So yeah. Kristen Bell plays Eleanor. She's this sort of selfish dirtbag loner who's only ever looked out for herself her entire life. Um, dies in a sort of hilarious accident. Ends up going to The Good Place because this is a non-denominational comedy. Mm-hmm. And Ted Danson plays this avuncular, angelic kind of higher being called Michael who has designed the perfect neighbourhood for this new influx of dead people. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, um, she's like, oh, oh I, I, I'm not supposed to be here, but I'm not going to tell them that because the bad place sounds terrible. Um, and so she enlists the help of um, one of her fellow uh, heaven residents who is a professor of um, ethics and moral philosophy to teach her how to be good. So (laughs) it's a sitcom about uh, moral philosophy, which doesn't sound funny, but it really, really is. And Jamila Jamil, who used to present T4, is uh, she plays one of the the Heaven Residents called Tahoe. I wondered what she'd been up to, to be honest. So it's her first acting credit, and she's actually hilarious. She plays this sort of incredibly beautiful, successful philanthropist who just makes everyone feel terrible about themselves because she's so perfect, and she's friends with Beyonce. Cool. Thank you, Phil. Dave, you're up. <coughs> so I'm going to go for a game that both Ryan and I enjoy greatly, uh, yep. X-Wing, the uh, miniatures game from fa- uh, Fantasy Flight Games. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's been around now for a couple of years. About I think. three years, I think. Longer three, than yeah, possibly longer than Yeah, three, three, four years now. Um, essentially, Star Wars-based tabletop miniatures game. Um, got ships from... Unfortunately, not nothing from the prequels, but yes. well, it's been rumoured for a while uh, they're going to bring it out. The, but I was going to say they've been showing the clone ships as a possibility for a long time now. Yeah, they, but it does cover Star Wars from the original trilogy yes. all the way up to Force Awakens. Or Last yeah. Jedi is going to be the next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they've, they've just announced some of the stuff from Last Jedi. They've also got some of the stuff from the old expanded universe before that went to the way of the dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, so essentially, it's turn ba- turn based miniatures game. Yep. Um, Three you, factions. Yep, yeah, three three factions: uh, rebel or for um, resistance. If you're yeah. doing uh, the new new trilogy, uh, em- empire or first order, and yep. then scum and villainy, which, which covers off all the bounty yes, hunters, bounty hunters uh, freelancers, all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, essentially, ter- like I say, turn based combat. You will have a sc- for a standard game. You'll have a squad of of hundred hundred points with you know various pilots with various values. 
uh, and costs. You um, pick your manoeuvre from uh, from the dials that comes mm-hmm. with it comes with the ships. Um, then you can choose uh, who you're going to shoot at, what yeah. actions you're going to take, um, evasions, all that sort of good stuff. Um, then, yeah, essentially beautiful, sorry, beautiful miniatures, really well painted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic game. I've, yeah. I, I, I originally got into it um, not to play the game. I picked up the Millennium Falcon as, a, as just as a shelf piece, and then my good friend of partner in crime, Rowley, um, sort yeah. of mentioned that there was a game to go with it, and I just went, ooh, and basically <laughs> threw, threw, threw my entire wage packet at the game. Yeah. It's, got, it's basically the way I'd describe it. If you ever played the old X-Wing, X-Wing yes, versus Tizer, yeah. X-Wing Alliance games, this is pretty much <clears> just <throat> a real model version of that. Yes, exactly. It's uh, it's a fantastic game. I mean, you get like with some of the sh- some of the stuff you'll get um, like scenarios to pl- that you can play out as well yeah. in- instead of just the, your standard hundred point deathmatch, which is what the ta- all the tournament based side of it seems to be. However, one of my favourite things to do, which is completely community-generated, completely free to download and all the rest of it, is uh, an expansion called Heroes of the Aturi Cluster, which is a cooperative campaign, mm-hmm. which it's available at Docking Bay 416, yeah. um, designed by a guy called Josh Dirksen, who's just also completed the new Buffy uh, tabletop game. Brilliant. Um, he basically tested and everything else on this game in his own time with mm-hmm. his local gaming club and it's become a, a worldwide phenomenon it's yep. fantastic game so as soon as you get into it you'll be spending every single penny you have yes you will be it, it's called plastic crack for a reason yeah Callum what have you got for us this week um, I guess I might, I might too small for that mic there, Callan. The mic goes way too high. Anybody got a yellow page as we get to Callan? Little step stool. I need to stand on the chair. Give him Phil's soapbox. No, my recommendation for this week is it's another TV show. Um, it's going to be Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Oh, on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. Yes, yes, I love this show. Oh, I've just thought, I've I haven't seen I haven't completed the first season yet. I'm like. Four or five episodes in, I think. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that much, mm-hmm. but it's just an amazing show, and yeah. I think I, bet, I think the best way to describe that show is if Phil Ellis was the devil. <laughs> <laughs> it's. it's well, I think you're giving Phil Ellis yeah. too much credit. You've got, you've got me to watch it now. Yeah, it's basically it's. Come on the mic. Come on. Yes. It's basically the suave, sophisticated devil comes that comes up from hell. <laughs> Ryan Parrish, to run your a night- flat. <laughs> yes, his suave, sophisticated devil comes up from hell because he's bored of running hell to run a nightclub, and then he gets involved with like solving police cases as well. Everybody's waxing Phil's ego a bit too much here. I yeah. say he's not going to fit out the studio. Said, yeah. I think we'll drink it straight down by saying this is played by the boyfriend of Miranda from Miranda's TV show. Oh, but it's another fantastic Ellis, though. It's Tom Ellis. It Phil, you Tom suck. Get off the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tom, Tom Ellis is genuinely amazing. Like he was good in he was very good in Miranda. And Nobody was good in Miranda. Stand out in this. Nobody was good in Miranda. Do you like Miranda? It was alright. Get wow. out. Wow. Get it was out right. now. No, no, no. Let's hear his case. Let's, let's, I let's hear the case for it. <laughs> I personally like her style of comedy. Slapstick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The show did drag on too much, though. Like it should have been left at like two seasons most. Do you think that she got? It was right that she got with a man in the end. Did she? She did, didn't she? Uh, I, I, I didn't so. see the ending. I didn't see the ending actually. 
I so you recommended Mar- you liked Miranda, but you didn't bother enough to watch it all the way to the end. No, because I got bored by the third season. <laughs> I think <laughs> it was good up until then. So I think they- that's tolerated up until the third season yeah, rather yeah, than enjoyed. That, that's a great recommendation, Calvin. <laughs> it wasn't my recommendation. Are you going to tell us Mrs. Note? Brown's boys next? <laughs> anyway, back back to Lucifer. So Lucifer, yes. as you said, on, on Amazon Prime, Tom Ellis, yes, Tom based Ellis. on the comic book series, which is a spin-off of Sandman. So I didn't, but you didn't know that? I didn't know that, no. No? You always catch me out with these things. See, that's like, the I come thing. in with a recommendation you know more about it than I do. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Most modern TV shows, which are great, usually have started off by comic books at some point, or literature. Yeah, I remember Cheers, the comic book. Yes. <laughs> modern guy. Not talking 1970s like your music collection. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Cheers was not 1970s. Keith, can you verify that? 1980s. Thank you. S- still in your music collection, though. I would happily have that theme tune in my collection. You'd play that to yourself every morning when you got to work and then go, nah. I'm not that cheerier person, to <laughs> But least least Tom Ellis, great series. So yes. what do you enjoy about it? I just think it's about him or the series. How <laughs> <laughs> about the series, guy? No, I think, I think it's actually really underrated and, like, the build-up of the characters is so far very solid. We haven't got to the payoff yet, but all the characters are sort of you, they, I think they're well crafted. They all have their own clear motives, their clear reasons for acting the way they do, and I think it's well thought out the crossovers between characters and the dialogue and the interactions they have. Mm-hmm. And some some of the cases are a bit obvious, but yeah, that's the, it's part of the fun. That's the yeah. I think that's sort of the point because it makes they're one a week. They're not. In yeah. big important they're not the pot points they no. are just little supplement stories yes that fit around the main narrative but um yeah so that's my recommendation for this week cool mr bloomfield what are you going to recommend for our listening audience my uh you should be choice this week is going to be the 1999 film the iron giant um it's brad bird's directorial debut having worked on the simpsons for quite a few years beforehand very loosely based on the ted hughes novel the iron man Mm -hmm. Uh, it tells the story of a boy and his potentially extraterrestrial robot pal Um, this film says an awful lot more about what it is to be a superhero than any of the superhero films that we've seen from the dc universe it also has um, vin diesel doing his first kind of voiceover work that he's now become more famous for since doing groot in guardians of the galaxy it's beautifully animated has harry connick jr in there um the rachel from friends yes who's the actress's name has completely Jennifer escaped Anderson. me yeah <laughs> That's always how she be named. You just call her the haircut um, from Friends. It's beautifully animated. Says a lot about what it is to be a human. What it is to uh, kind of not be uh, violent. To care for things. Has a beautiful ending. Uh, uses uh, CGI for the robot animation. Um, so it makes him look kind of really spectacular and fantastic. Um, it's recently been re-released this year is uh, on Blu-ray as a signature edition where Brad Bird's added in a couple of extra scenes and it's been remastered. Um, costs about eight quid to buy on Blu-ray, so you should rush down to your local HMV, demand mm. that they stock copies because they probably won't, uh, and you should watch it and it will definitely become one of your favourite films of all time. And I will admit that this film, even though I know it's happening every time, 
reduces me to tears at one pivotal moment. It is a beautiful, outstanding piece of work, and I recommend everybody watches it as soon as possible. And it's got a nice soundtrack as well. It's uh, Michael Kamen, who uh, unfortunately has um, passed away since. But yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful soundtrack. Fantastic. It's just, from beginning to end, it's a fantastic piece of work. And still, for me, stands head and shoulders above anything else Brad Bird has has done since. I mean, he's done The Incredibles. Um, You know, he's done some kind of Mission Impossible stuff. But The Iron Giant, I think, was just a... uh, uh, a, a classic that just went under a lot of people's radars in 1999 because they were too far obsessed with The Matrix and Phantom Menace and this film is head and shoulders better than either of those. Strong words. And isn't that rumoured to be getting remade again? I'm, sh- I'm sure I saw something uh, maybe, maybe a year or two ago about possibly getting remade. I would hope that they don't because yeah. it's just... <laughs> It's not. To, it's not something to be remade. It. It doesn't need it. It's animation. It's evergreen. There's no way they could could do it any better than they've already done it. It's a fantastic, beautiful story. Thank you very much, Keith. Right, my pick now. Is this because I haven't thought of one yet? I'll give you some time. I am going to go with another anime series. Shock here. Instead of film, we're going to go TV. We're going to go with Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. Now, this was a series that came out in late 2000s, early 2010. If you've not watched the original movie, why are you listening to the show? Go and watch it right now and then come straight back because the original movie is a fantastic piece of work. Not the Scarlett Johansson one here. But the Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex series was the first anime series that dealt with such a wide-ranging amount of themes. It was beautifully shot, beautifully, beautifully filmed brilliant work by production IG you had an underlying plot across both TV series it really dug into the characters of the major and the rest of section 9 and I just think everybody should have to watch this film um, series it's just a masterpiece of what an anime can be and you'll be shocked and you'll be surprised and you'll be awed and you'll probably demand that all animation should live up to this standard in the future Keith you got any thoughts on I just love the fact that it's got a title that tells you everything about the series. Yes. That some episodes are, episodes are standalone and yeah. some episodes are rather complex. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it takes what happened in the film. And just um, expands it out. And just, it, it kind of, it's in some aspects better than the film. It just gives those characters and those situations and that world space to breathe and really come alive. Um, and the voiceover works a lot better as well, I think, than the... Um, the original film dub, so I think it works really well. But I mean, you watch dubbed. Well, dubbed, when I fir- when I first saw it, it was it was dubbed. But yeah. now in this day day and age of um, digital downloads and Blu-rays and DVDs, it would be much easier to watch it in Japanese with English subtitles. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd say yeah, do it that way first. But if you're kind of just just getting into anime and stuff, then yeah. maybe kind of you know have a go with the dubbed versions. Yeah. But then if you can. Definitely go them. for the subtitled ones. Yeah, I mean, and it references back to a lot of previous anime, so you get like a whole Pat Labour entire episode reference, which is another one of my favourite series. You got Yoko Kano doing the music, who's one of the seatbelts, and he did most of the music for Cowboy Bebop, which is one of the best soundtracks of all time. And Masamune Shirao's manga is absolutely brilliant. I keep trying to get you to listen to the soundtrack for Cowboy Bebop, don't I, Guy? You can get it on vinyl, I'll buy it. You can, I think you can get it on vinyl. You can. Yeah. There's a bootleg, but discounts don't let you don't sell it anymore because it's unauthorised. And it's £150. In this day and age, you, you can get things if you want them, yes. Guy. You know, you could grease the wheels, as they say. <laughs> send, send Liam on the hunt from the disc group. Uh-huh. 
But yes, I recommend it wholeheartedly, and it's a great series to start into anime, I'd say. And, and easily available. You could literally pop down to your local video hey, yeah. emporium and um, purchase it with coins of the denominations to the value of it. And you've got two fantastic series. So you've got First Gig and Second Gig, yeah. Laughing Man Complex and Individual Eleven. It's some brilliant stuff. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely worth a watch. Guy, what are you going to recommend? Okay, so I couldn't think of anything. My mind was completely blank. And then Keith said the word dub. Which reminded me when I was in HMV the other day, I heard the song Ain't Talking About Dub by Apollo 440. So that reminded me of music of 1996. So I'm going to recommend Now 34. <laughs> Why am I recommending Now 34? Because it's the greatest compilation of music you'll ever buy in your entire life. Okay. Get a load uh, of this track gi- list. Give us some of the highlights. Okay. Opens. Track one, side one, Spice Girls wannabe. It's a okay. classic. F- Phil's interested. <laughs> Phil's, Phil's he, he was doubt- <laughs> He's doubting it, but then he's interested now okay. he's heard that. Track two, bit of a down on track two, but, you know, it's all right. Robbie Williams' Freedom. It's a George Michael cover. Just close your eyes, imagine George Michael singing it, you know. That was when Robbie Williams was a bit fatter as well. You yes. know, he was, fat he Robbie was Williams. Blobby Williams' stage. Yeah, yeah. and you got um, track five, Ocean Colour Scene, The Day We Caught the Train. Bit of local talent. Yeah, exactly. Mostly folk, yeah. Um, track six, Theme for Mission Impossible by Larry Mullen Jr. and Adam Clayton. So those are the two guys from oh, U2 that was who the first the edge Cru- <laughs> that, was, that was the first Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movie, that, wasn't that's it? Not, it's, not a bad co- it's not a bad version of it. No. Track seven, Born Slippy, Underworld. Train good song. Nine, Gina G, who are just a little bit. It's a good Eurovision entry. It's sol- it was solid. It didn't win. It didn't win. No. didn't win. If it had um, been Katrina and the Waves, would have been a bit happier. I mean, you've got a double bill of classics here. You've got uh, Return of the Map by Mark Morrison and Californ- California Love, Tupac and Dre. Best Tupac song ever. He's buying it. Yep. He's buying it. I'm selling you this. I'm so, I'm I've, I think my sister's got it somewhere in her CD collection. Was so it available on vinyl, this? Or was it the last you, you one? You can get it on vinyl, but it's a cost of fortune. It's about 100 quid to buy it on vinyl. Now, I would buy it. Uh, I'll run through some of the highlights on, tra- on this too. Uh, you've got Wonder War by Oasis. Um, Suggs, Cecilia, cover of Simon and Garfunkel no. tune. Uh, Blur, Charmless Man, Sway, Trash. Obviously, that means a lot to me. OMC, how bizarre. Uh, hang on here. Female of the species, space. Ugh. Oh my god. Yes. I mean. This yeah. is just like a night at Snobs. Do they just like put this on and then walk out? One, one for Dave Whitney here. Lighthouse Family, Ocean Drive. Yep, local talent from back on. Yep. Uh, and it's on Boyzone coming home now. So if you see in Poundland or a charity shop near you a copy of Now 34, it'll be the best £1 you'll spend in a while. And that's my recommendation is Now 34. Yeah. Speaking of Ocean Drive, when we were out in Miami, obviously that's where the actual Ocean Drive is. Yeah. Um, yeah. My dad is kind of, was the, that sad person that played Ocean Drive full blast with the windows down while yeah. driving down Ocean Drive. It's got to be done, hasn't it? Yeah. It's got to be done. Right, so to recap, Phil? Uh, watch The Good Place on Netflix. It's heavenly good fun. Dave? Uh, X-Wing Miniatures game. It's fun, but my God, it's addictive. Callan? Watch Lucifer on Animal... Animal? Animal, Animal Prime. Prime. <laughs> Animal Prime. <laughs> Have we got into uh, Beast Wars? And, and, and Miranda <laughs> up to series two. Yes. <laughs> Keith? Brad Bird's directorial debut animated film, The Iron Giant. For myself, Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. And Guy? Now 34. And now, now 34 is actually available on Amazon now. New or used? 
A penny. I can guarantee it's a penny. You can get a used from 45p, or you can Ooh. get a brand new, never opened copy for 4.97, available wow. with Prime delivery. <laughs> that, that's expensive. <laughs> that's, that's, that is. that's a good buy. You're, you, money well spent. Oh or head to your local charity shop and pick one up for a pound. Do you reckon it's on streaming services like Spotify or Amazon Music? No, I don't think so. I'm, I'm, I don't think. Shall we no. search? Now 35 is equally as good as well. I reckon then now 35. How about now 33? <laughs> nah. Now thirty six. Any any anything on anything above the number ten in the now that's what I call music albums is not as good. But also you could just make up your now that's what I call music albums on Spotify, Apple Music, or what Deezer or whatever you want to um, do ha- it. You I'm can not, do it. I'm not having this, Keith, because all the older now albums always seem to have some kind of random obscure like re-released version of a fifties or sixties track on. Like I've seen now compilations with Roy Orbison on there, and it's kind of like what kind of young teenager would want a Roy Orbison track? Cool, awesome teenager. Who'd like to dress up like uh, James Dean or Elvis Presley? I was going to say like Roy Orbison. So just yeah, like or Roy Orbison. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I won't be having this diss. In it was young people today could do with hearing some Sam and Dave or some decent music. As a young person of today, who's Roy Orbison? Get <laughs> out! Get out! Female of the species? No, no, no. Oh, sorry, Roy. No, get out as well. Roy Orbison, aka the Big O. Pretty woman, yeah. Pretty woman, crying. Oh, yes. I drove all night. Travelling Wilburys. Yes, yes. Of, of, Which is and Callan's like blank with. Not do you know the, what the Travelling Wilburys is? Not no. the not the it cartoon is, on Nickelodeon. It is the ultimate ultimate supergroup. I'm not having this because they're rubbish. People <laughs> love them, but they are rubbish. Just because you've got a band of famous members, it doesn't make you good. They're just oh, we want to be a country band. Go away. Go do go do your day jobs. Side projects. Shocking. Side projects. <laughs> Shuffle on. What? Every single thing Queens of the Stone Age do is a pretty much a side project nowadays. Yeah, Isn't and they, Queens they, of the Stone Age just a side project yes. in itself? Every single member of the Queens of the Stone Age is like, I'm working on a side project if we can't, oh, can't do an album. I think Roy Orbison's part of the band. <laughs> is the Big O still alive? No, the Big O died before End of the Line came out. You know, if you put some sunglasses on Ryan, you'd look like Roy Orbison. <gasps> Yes. My sideburns aren't long enough. <laughs> Callan's just like, I don't know I don't what's know going on. Callan is Googling who Roy Orbison is now. Do you know what? Next week, he's, he's going to go home, he's going to listen to this, and then he's going to come in in a t-shirt of Roy Orbison's face like next week's biggest <laughs> no, fan. Do you know what? I'm going to come in next week, and it'll be recommendation of the week. Roy Orbison. He's <laughs> <laughs> so good. He's, he's kind of like the earlier version of a David Guetta type kind of character. <laughs> <laughs> Or however you say that, geezer who gets away with making himself famous by just playing records and then roping other people in to sing over the top of them. That's not, yeah, that's, that's not music. <laughs> that's not music. All right, sorry, Dad. Top Trumps, woo. We're about to play a round of Top Trumps, woo. Top. Indiana Jones special. Not that, just Indiana Jones. <laughs> no, these are Top Trumps specials featuring characters from Indiana Jones. And have a nice leathery that effect. on the back of the card. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Start us off. Guy. I can't read these. Why? I can't add up past the number no, 10 and I can't read. Right. The writing's in red and then some of them, I can't even see what it says because of this leathery effect. Like, there's a... Right. I can't see what that <laughs> says. I literally can't see what that person's name is. Walter Donovan. Can yeah. anybody else see that? Yeah. Holy yeah. Grail. Yeah. 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 
Do you want me to put a torch on for you? Don't use put the light on for a guy. Well, I'm colour blind. <laughs> and I have to wear glasses. Okay, um, I still can't read. That's just way it worse. Alright, we'll just go for this guy, Cunning 140. And he is. I shall read it out on Guy's behind. We haven't got time to read it out. Walter Donovan. So he's the guy from Holy Grail. The one who gets candle. Well, zombie, blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. Go ahead. Did he just? Yes. Scat- was that just Scatman? Right? Yes. Yeah. Keith. <laughs> new, new next. New of okay, him. I'm going to go with uh, from the same film, Doctor Elsa Schneider. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got a cunning rating of 120. Hmm. Callum. I'm going to go with Monkey Man because he's got a cunning rating <laughs> of 33 and he's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey <laughs> Man. That's just what it says. From uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ah. Thank you. <laughs> Phil. Um, I'm going to lose this, so I'm going to go with Captain Katanga. Mm-hmm. The well-connected Salah introduces Indian Marion to Katanga, captain of the Bantu Wind. Katanga agrees to offer safe passage to the fugitives and their prize, the Ark. He has cunning of 32. I don't remember any of these characters. No. Captain but Katanga was the guy that had the boat in uh, Raiders. Yes. And I'm going for one that guy I hope you've heard of, Salah. Salah to you, too. <laughs> <laughs> you philistine um, yeah cu- cunning only 43 right, I have Harold Oxley so if these have been tainted with the fourth movie that doesn't exist I apologise in advance uh, cunning 65 rubbish who won Keith Damn. Keith next round pick right okay I am going to go with uh, okay not that I condone the fact that he's included in this set, but I shall go with Mutt Williams from Indiana Jones and the uh, Crystal Skulls. And I, he's got a courage rating of 89. That's an impressive courage rating. Come. I'm going to go with George Mac Michael, who's only got a courage rating of 30. George Michael. George Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Ray Winston. I've come to kill your monster. <laughs> Phil. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to go with one of the many, many racist, racist stereotypes from this franchise. Uh, this is Lao Che, who is proprietor of a number of salubrious businesses, including air freight, pharmaceuticals, and the spectacular Club Obi-Wan. Finally attired gangster Lao Che enjoys and offers dark pleasures to the underworld of Shanghai. Um, what, what are we going with? Courage? Yes. Yeah. 27. Dave? Yeah, I'm going to go for the Grail Knight from... Um, <laughs> You have chosen yeah, wisely. Yeah. Um, courage, 100. That's an impressive courage rate. Yes. I have Vogel. Not a Vogon, but Vogel. Courage of 44. I thought that was good. Guy. Oh, what's, the, what's the... Short round. Yeah, what's the co- co- category? Sorry, I've Courage. Courage. Um, uh, short round, back kick from Goonies, uh, 92. Did I win? Yes. Oh, no. Sweet. no. No? David won with an old man in a. Oh, sorry. sorry. I apologize. Sorry. Right, Dave, you get to pick the last category then. Okay, I'm going to go for Rene Belloc, who I cannot remember which one he's from. First one. Oh, that's, ah, okay, fair enough. Uh, I go for Cunning again, um, 100. Wow. Callum? <clears throat> Willie Scott, 54. Yep. Did you, did you shrug your shoulders when you Keith. heard that name out? <laughs> <laughs> Keith? Just touching the naming. <laughs> you say Keith. Phil leans in. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's twinsies. I like it. Um, yeah. What was it? Cunning. Yeah. Yeah. Eighty-five. Unfortunately, but for the spectacular, lovely, and incredibly gorgeous uh, Marion Ravenwood. Mm-hmm. Phil. 
Henry Jones Sr. Uh, <laughs> yes. Was it cunning? 87. He's a very cunning man. Yes. Guy. Junior. Uh, Marcus Brody. What was the category? Cunning. Uh, 13. Well, rubbish in yeah. Right. I have issues to start off with because I have supposedly the top trump, Mr. Indiana Jones here. Cunning of 35. Well, is that because he spends most of his time just like running away from rocks? No. Adventures for Combat 24. For a man who beats his way through four movies. Uh, yeah, but no, no, because when that guy's there with like the swords and stuff, he just shoots him. So that's yeah, not, that's, not, that's, <laughs> that's proper thinking about combat, that is, and that's cunning. That's the same score as Mutt Williams. Yes. Courage, 82. Uh, let's be honest, though. If you're saying about his combat, he didn't beat his way through four films. He beat his way through three, and then he beat us for, for a fourth film. <laughs> no, that was George Lucas and Steven Spielberg who beat <laughs> us for a fourth film. <laughs> And strangely, his his uh, courage score is less than Mutt Williams as well. Yes. But you, if you subscribe to the theory that Indiana Jones actually has no bearing on the any of the what happens in any of the films, that he's just a side character, character who just kind of sits there because everything that happened with with the Holy Grail and the and the whatever it is, what's the one that comes in the chest? Uh, Big one, the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, he's just a uh, spectator. Greed. Eight, Faith and Wisdom, 35. And then the blurb, this is what annoys me more than anything else. The blurb says, the ultimate adventurer. So he's the ultimate adventurer with below average scores. <laughs> lies. Typical um, typical lies. straight white man, if you ask me. Yes. It's not like we've had an issue with top trumps' scoring systems in the past. There's not even. Junior! Junior, what have you done? Even Arnold Tot's got more courage. Wrong. White rubbish. Guy edition. Guy edition. <laughs> Guy, you're starting us off. Go on. Um, I'm getting really annoyed by FIFA. Not the actual organisation, the game. I don't understand why people feel necessary to buy the same game every year. I had to wait and queue in game the other day behind a load of people picking up their pre-orders of FIFA. Firstly, you don't need to pre-order FIFA because there'll be enough copies to fill Africa, so don't worry There's about it. There's enough copies to build Donald Trump's wall. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you took all the old <laughs> copies of FIFA from out the years, yeah, you could build the wall. There you go, Donald. There's a good idea for you. If you want, if you want to build it, go and buy a load of copies of FIFA, 10p a pop. There's your bricks. Um, I hate FIFA. I hate the fact people need to buy this game every year. Because apparently it's different, like a slightly different crowd experience, or oh, there's some new songs in it, or this player's on this team now. So just do an update to an existing game every every three years. You know, it doesn't need to come out every year. To be fair, the new career stuff that they've brought in does look quite interesting. I have to admit, I, I'm not a football fan. I haven't have been for a long time, but, but it does look quite interesting. But, but they've done that with every single one of the sports. Every single one of the sports they've revamped the career mode. We had it with Fight Night. We've had it with NBA. We had it with even the wrestling games. It's everything yeah. is always like, well, we'll put a career mode on it and yeah, then we can reset it again. Yeah, I, I kind of like it though, especially like with the updates that they're doing and sort of they've actually brought in a bit of a, a storyline with like with the latest it's ones. It's a football game. It doesn't need a storyline. It, like, what's it going to be? The story of Roy the Rovers. You don't need a storyline in FIFA. <laughs> and we know people wow. don't buy FIFA for the storyline. They buy it to play online and then spend ridiculous amount of money on. 
pop from its packs, pretty much. It's ridiculous. Do you know what? The only update I'd appreciate in that game if Gary Lineker ran across the pitch in his pants during the Leicester <laughs> City game. Or he like stuff on the floor and like wipe himself. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't see why people need to buy it. Every, and people are like, oh, I'm having a FIFA night tonight. So I'm like, just watch a game of football instead. Like record it and watch it again. FIFA night. <coughs> it's like, go and play football outside. I hate FIFA. It's just such a stupid game. Yeah, it's massive. You're recommending people actually go outside and enjoy themselves. Yeah, go, go, go and push up. This is incensed you enough to actually get people to socialise and act. What's yeah. happened to Guy? This is not Guy. This is <laughs> I just some I, imposter. It's such a stupid game. Keith, why is something rubbish to you? I am going to pick uh, retail outlets and online outlets advertising steel book pre-order releases of films that have only just opened in the cinema i don't understand it i can't see why it doesn't is it discouraging people from going to the cinema to watch these films knowing that in three weeks four weeks or however long it is they can get their lovely steel book with special artwork get posted to them directly through their door um Wait until the film's gone off and then put the pre-orders out. But I don't like the idea of kind of like even sometimes it's Does even happening before the film's actually been in the cinema. It's all like pre-order your exclusive steelbook edition of this, but which it, will charge you an extra ten quid for. It is a bit of genius marketing though, because it, then the movie studio is paying for the marketing for the steelbook for them. Yeah, but I don't know. It's a bit kind of ding dong, ding dong. Um, <laughs> Somebody's at the door to uh, come and, like, you know, beat us up. Just saying bad things about it. <laughs> yeah. There's somebody at the door. You got, the, you, you got your pre-release uh, extras, didn't you? You got the, the, uh, the giant-headed, uh, bobblehead versions <laughs> yes. of the players that you can put, run around yeah, with. It's, yeah, it's a steelbook copy of FIFA for the game. Yeah, but I, I, there's something about the kind of advertising, the being yeah. able to buy it before you can kind of go and see it at the cinema. I think it should... When, it's, when it's at the cinema, go. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, you know... Go, Go, advertise it at the cinema and when it's not at the cinema advertise the home release of it uh, it just kind of just seems a little off for me that it's kind of like you know you there's going to be people out there that go oh god I can order this blu-ray edition for 15 quid that will come to me house in like a couple of weeks time or I can spend 15 quid to go and see it in the cinema with a bunch of people like Guy who are going to put me off the whole um, experience Hang on a minute, I'm quite. I'm, I'm civilised in the cinema, right? I do not like an antisocial cinema goer. He doesn't share his sweets, though. But yeah, the thing is, if guys in the theatre, you know something's going to kick off. So if he's there, it's a, it's a well, hiding to nowhere. People so, just need to pipe down, then, don't they? So you said you said pe- people like guy. That implies there's more than one. And now I'm terrified. Callum, why is something rubbish to you? Um. A few things have actually been rubbish to me this week. Just the one. About it. It's, it's really hard to narrow down. <laughs> For a guy one. who couldn't think of anything before we started this, like, <laughs> I was thinking about it and I just came up with a whole long list in my head. Um, no, why is rubbish? Kendrick Lamar. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Controversial oh, opinion oh, here. Even Keith Jamal. <laughs> Who's Kendrick Lamar? <laughs> <laughs> Explain. Wow. Tickets are too expensive and they sold out instantly. So it's you are a fan of Kendrick. You yes, I'm just irritated. So, so you're on about Ticketmaster and associated ticketing websites. Associated, yeah, okay. Associated 
Ticketmaster and associated ticketing website. I mean, you, know, you weren't buying them personally from Kendrick. You weren't like, he was just sat there and just like, do you know what? That guy, John Gardy. Did you say, damn, when you couldn't get it? I think I think Phil's managed to peel himself off the ceiling, <laughs> judging, judging by your reaction. I I, I, I like Kendrick, and I, I, when I thought you were coming from other way, Kendrick, um, I was. Oh, ready you to, on I, first name terms? I was now, ready to throw hands, but uh, but no, no, I, I I agree with the whole sort of like the the that oh sold out in ten seconds as if that's a good. Or thing. you can buy it again on our owned website, which is a reselling website for more. three times the yeah. price. Yeah. But like, why is this a thing? Why do every artist feel like they need to sell out a venue? Why can't you just? Make sure you have enough tickets for some, someone. When you didn't get the tickets, did you feel like you wanted to do bleep, bleep, bleep and make it look sexy? <laughs> <laughs> That's so cringy. That's so cringy. Phil. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just sort of uh, spitball off Thank what you. Guy was saying. <laughs> so spitball in Ryan's face. Um, needless software updates. So I um, I updated the. Um, Were you under pressure to write an article by a certain time, by any chance? What? <laughs> Were you walking in fever? I was updating. Uh, no, no. I was updating. <laughs> 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 a closet fever player. I like you sat there all day, like, oh no, I don't do. I have a job. I just play FIFA. Oh god, I'm not a closet anything. Um, <laughs> no, so I updated the iOS on my iPhone, and now it's just like it, it, it looks slightly different. It's quite pretty, and then I open um, the podcast app, which is probably the app that I use the most on my phone, and it is an unusable disaster fiasco mess of nothingness it's just not intuitive it makes no sense how it's organized it's it's and it's infuriating it's infuriating that, it's like, it works obsolescence it works by fine. the new phone no but this is the ios that's on the new phone that's yeah. what that because i that's that's the thing i've got the new phone being delivered in a few days so i thought right i'll put the new, the new ios on this phone just so i can get used to it first and i'm like oh so now i'm going to be stuck with this horrendous app on my new phone that does not work and it's infuriating I'd just like to say, that's great advice. Thanks, Phil, because um, I've had the update on my phone waiting for me to do it. Uh, as a result, I shall now no longer bother. <laughs> so that's a good thing for me. Dave, Dave, Dave's got the thing he's happy this week. Yes, I have one thing. Collector's editions of certain items, which then emblazons the logo on the collector's edition item, so you can't, can't use it. Like what? Right, so Blade Runner 2049 is in cinemas right now. There's a beautiful collector's edition, steelbook edition. <laughs> But it's coming with two of the Blade Runner whiskey glasses, which are beautiful, beautiful pieces of items. But they've laser etched the Blade Runner 2049 logo in them, which instantly makes them... No, I'm not going to buy that, because I wanted to get the collector's so glasses. So why are you going to buy some whiskey glasses? Because they're specifically for that film. You can't find them anywhere else. They are designed for that movie, and they're very nice collector's beautiful glasses, which I can't get anywhere else. But they got the Blade Runner 2049 logo. But that would etched make, into them. Wouldn't that make sense though? Because they're to promote the film. Well, no, because you could just like have the movie, and then you could have the items serving the function without having to like ru- ruin them by scratching the logo into the. the <laughs> you don't buy some whiskey glasses. That that <laughs> doesn't help them though. My head hurts. But they know no, it doesn't. No. Keith, you'll agree with me on this one. one. My head hurts. Keith, back me up here. I can, I can, I can, I can see why it's a, it's a, it's a rubbish thing, but I can see why the marketing company are doing it because they want to promote their movie. 
Yeah. This is this is in a simple. It already comes in a Blade Runner twenty forty nine box. I've already bought into the movie. I don't need to have it on the item that I want to use. But also, you're so buying. Out with this laser etched. This film has only just come out as well. It's just reinforcing the idea. Not only is they, are they gazumping the, the theatre release, they're also gazumping the fact that you could have had some nice whiskey glasses, but now they're laser etched with the Blade Runner. And what happens if you don't like the movie? That's why I wanted them without the logo, so they yeah. still fit, fill their eyes. They will have like, made these glasses before they etched it in, so you could try and hunt these glasses down. No, pre-logo no. Yeah, I say, to, be, to be fair I've, I've seen the glasses I, know, I, I do get, get what you mean they are beautiful glasses I yeah. just don't want the logo Britain. I'm, I'm going to pull up a picture for you yeah, all they, they are, they're, they're square I'm trying to look for it now to see what you guys are on about they're, they're square they're kind of um, rectangular whiskey glasses no. I, I, my head's hurting right because well, they, they, they were using the first one as well yes. the same, and that's same why design. I wanted them mm. they were beautiful glass yeah they're, they're, they're actual film replicas not the thing with the exception of the laser etched logos isn't that just a knockoff version you can yes. buy on ebay yes well, the okay I'm having seen it i get what you mean now i They're get what you mean glasses yeah. i want them without the blade runner logo shoved onto the side of it so you're gonna have to buy the knockoffs then yeah they're probably made by the same company anyway sell them I'll off on the cheap i'll give them <laughs> i'm angry about it leave it there <laughs> weird news Right. <laughs> you, you better have the ident because I've prepared all week for this. Oh, great. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's good. I'm ripping off a song. So here we go. Would you like to do it? Should I do it in my best Liam Gallagher? No, I won't do it in my best Liam Gallagher. Here we go. Oh, my dear. Clicking on the weird news link. <laughs> clicking on the weird news link. Clicking on that weird news. Clicking on that weird news. Click that link. I just want to point out, he mentioned Liam Gallagher. I saw something pretty funny today in HMV. <laughs> What's that, his album? <laughs> <laughs> Zinger. There's some, some poor guy who clearly does not like this artist. They're, they're having to walk around promoting new albums on their T-shirts in HMV. And some guy who clearly does not look like a fan of this artist, he's having to walk around promoting Pink's new album on his chest. <laughs> and I was like, that's brilliant. Like, Who's gonna buy a pink album? And seriously, like, I, who's gonna, who's buying a pink album in 2017? Pink. I, I, I would quit my job if I had to wear a pink album T-shirt. It's like I wouldn't want. I could just remind you that no, no, I'm not having it. No. So I'll take the Gallagher T-shirt. And not wear pink. Are we ready for our actual news story? Yes. So this is from the Star. Co. Uk, and it's actually God. in honour of Guy's birthday because it involves his favourite. Soap opera. EastEnders. Yes. But my birthday hey. was a few weeks ago, but thanks anyway. Close enough. Happy belated birthday. Thanks. EastEnders. <laughs> Phil Mitchell to appear at Sheffield Nightclub after Go Compare Man cancels. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That wow. is that is like a low. I'm sorry, who is in charge I of really booking guests Mitchell, for their yeah. nightclub? That that's scraping the underside of the barrel. Yes. By Dan Wyndham. Who thinks, oh yeah, I really want to go out to that club tonight because Phil Mitchell is well, going to be there. Well, let's find It's not every day it's that... Empty t- besides Guy. It's not every day that a TV icon heads to Sheffield and it's even rarer <laughs> when they appear at a nightclub. <laughs> TV icon. Sheffield has actually proclaimed Phil Mitchell a TV icon. But that's exactly what will happen tonight when Phil EastEnders star Phil Mitchell appears at Code Sheffield. Code. <laughs> The, real, the Sheffield nightclub will host Phil, real name Steve McFadden, <laughs> tonight at its Jump Around event. Sorry, 
What's a jump around event? <laughs> no idea. Is Phil Mitchell just going to be standing on the spot jumping up and down? Because no, I'm yeah. there. Let's I'm thinking of Phil Mitchell is like doing a live reenactment of Chris Cross's greatest single. <laughs> no, and maybe Grant oh, comes out. Jump, jump. No, it's just, it's Grant a, comes a, out from the back yeah. room. I feel Yeah, just House of, House of Pain jump around on, on loop for the entire yeah. night while he jumps around. Van Halen jump. I guess that. <laughs> Yeah, three songs just on repeat, just Stephen Van jumping on the spot. Coach, Coach Sheffield revealed that the TV star had been booked last minute to appear after the man from the Go Compare adverts pulled out. I mean, it's not good if you're available last minute, really. It's like, Steve, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I've got nothing on, mate. What, what you got for me? A code spokesman said, big news. Go Compare man has cancelled his appearance at Jump Around on Thursday. <laughs> We assume he has compared us to a better paid gig. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Fair play, fair play. Yeah. Maybe, we'll never know. But all is not lost. Phil Mitchell is coming to town. Customers will be able to meet and get a photo from the EastEnders legend as well as have a drink with him. To find out more, click the link below. How much are the tickets? I have a question. Who, everyone here, who is the crappiest or weirdest celebrity who did an appearance at your student union? <laughs> Bodger and Badger. Like, the, the... Yeah, yeah, off the kids' television show. Yeah, the, the puppet, puppets. The puppets. Yeah, they did a whole weird bit about snorting lines of, of like, powdered mashed potato. It was very strange. What? <laughs> he, he we had Matt Hall once, too. That's not why he blocked me on Twitter. Yeah, he recently <laughs> passed away, which is quite sad yeah. to hear. But, yeah, they, they came to awesome legend. So I can't think what it was for me, because I've avoided my students' union like the plague. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, we had... Um, Dr. Carl, what's his name from Neighbours? Carl He'd, Kennedy. He does, like, he does yeah, yeah. tours of universities. He just goes around he walking does out as well. And, um, oh, and we had... Sorry, get his name right, though. It's Alan Fletcher. Oh. Carl Kennedy. Right, it's Carl right, Kennedy. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's got to the stage right now where he is no longer the person, he is the character, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's basically Ian Beale syndrome. I wonder if Phil and I might be referenced to the same one. Phil and I actually did, went, did go to the same university, which I always forget. But yes, for, for everything in Aberystwyth University, they wheel out the only celebrity to ever come from Aberystwyth, which is Alid off of Radio 1, who used to be Chris Moore's producer. And they wheel him out for literally everything. Oh, like, oh, oh, but we, we also had a sort of other celebrity. When I, in my final year, we found out that the mayor of Aberystwyth, Judith, was in Monty yes. Python's Life of Brian. She's the one who gets her muff out. She is. <laughs> Nicely phrased. <laughs> right, we're just going to quickly circle back to the jump around because I need to know what's going on here at the Facebook post. I mean, there is some brilliant information on here. So, jump around is back this week with EastEnders legend Phil Mitchell, aka Steve McFadden. You'll be able to meet, grab a photo, and have a drink with him. Make sure you don't miss out. Text jump to code for a three pound entry before eleven thirty pm. Raking that cash in. Three Tickets are also available from the link mm. above. Music from DJ Stu Mac. Stu S D E W. Stu spins the <laughs> finest house indie hip hop party and chart tunes. Plus a standard that's every just week. A bit of words in a row. Plus standard every week. Pro photographers, free neon face paint, and the oh. ultimate selling line: free hugs. Was that from Steve? I don't um, know. Unless you're on Steve ex- is not confirmed. Unless I'm on ecstasy, don't hug me. <laughs> Steve, Hugs from a stranger, that's actually just called like, not even, assault. Not even Steve McFadden. I was going to say, unless it's Steve, I don't want a free hug from anyone in the nightclub. No. no. Talking about your 
crappiest people that came to your student union. We got um, old uh, old Captain Popularity himself, Ralph Little. Ralph, oh, Li- Ralph Little. Oh was this at the height of? No, it was learning to lager and pack Yeah, it was the height. Kind of of but was Ralph, Will Meller busy? <laughs> Ralph Little belittled somebody. <gasps> basically, he was Ralph Belittle. Was ba- it? <laughs> basically, there was doing this doing this thing where people were going on stage to you know win prizes and whatnot. Some girl, it's fresh as wheat, she gets the maps out, you know, it's standard. And originally, initially, Ralph's like, hey, like, everybody's cheering. She goes off stage, she's gonna, and he just turns around quite seriously, like, do you know what, she's going to regret that for the rest of her university life. <laughs> 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 wow. You flashed Ralph Little. <laughs> it's like, wow. I mean, like, you think like, that's going to be like, at the bottom of a degree? 2-1, Masters, Arts, <laughs> flashed Ralph Little. Probably. <laughs> 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 sure, Ralph Little's from the same town as me. We had Timmy Mallet was our. Oh, he's, he's another he's, one that he just his his job now is just going to SU. Yes, and he always just brings out the mallet at some point. It's yeah. like we've all seen it, Timmy. Put it away. I got a really good one actually. It wasn't at the time. It was Calvin off of Hollyoaks, but now he's like actually a superstar. He's been in like American Gods and The Hundred and everything. He's had a bit of a comeback. Why do I feel like for Callum, like the people he's going to see, like, all these like vlogger idiots? No. Like, oh, God, no, no, no. Casper guys. Oh, no, they can't afford Callan those. Has, no, Callum has everybody from Celebrity Love Island, Big Brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually really disappointed that we Scott haven't had anyone Muffet. from Love Island <laughs> actually, or yeah, Celebrity British. I've just remembered someone Made that we Chelsea. actually had at our uh, right. union, union. We had the cast of Geordie Shaw. <gasps> oh. oh, my God. Literally. Amazing. Hence why I avoided it like the plague. I like how you didn't call him the human cast of Geordie Shaw. <laughs> I've been listening quite patiently in the background now. I'm waiting for any of you to mention a celebrity. <laughs> Timmy Mallet, come on. Alid off of Radio One. Radio. <laughs> so I only did one year at Polytechnic, and I think it was that long ago that we didn't even have celebrities back then. We just had bands playing in the basement, <laughs> sports hall, that was it. Thanks for listening to the Geeky Brum Show. Don't forget you can find us all at Geeky Brummy on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and across the internets. Don't forget to. Like, subscribe, share, give us a comment. It all really helps us in the rankings. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to our high-quality podcast. If you like what we do, you can support us by visiting patreon.com forward slash brumradio.